Tonight we're going to be in First uh, Samuel chapter 15, and I guess as many of you guys know, that's it's Paul uh, Saul's demise. You know what I mean? Uh, Saul was the first king of Israel. You know, big big man, strapping man. You know, handsome man, and uh, a soldier, a warrior, a man's man. You know, and. Uh, so, you know, we're going to jump right into it. Um, so, here we go. Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. So, here we are right there. Samuel is telling Saul to hearken or to heed, to stop and listen. Now, this was a big part, and this is part of the chapter, you know, of, you know, part of Saul's demise. You know, is he truly all chips in listening? Is his heart completely given to the Lord? You know what I mean? And so, so that's questionable from the door, you know. So we'll, we'll continue with that. Um, you know, thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, having ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. So Amalek, on our, our you know, this goes back into uh, Deuteronomy. And I, and I read it. So, you know, for, for new believers or anyone new that's, you know, here that doesn't know, you know, our Lord, you know, isn't a, you know, a vengeful or you know, a hateful God that just like, despises these people. You know, and uh, so and the reason he's, he's saying this is because, like I said, I'll, I'll read it. Um, Deuteronomy 25, 17. Remember what Amalek did to you on the way as you were coming out of Egypt. How he met you on the way and attacked you Attacked your rear ranks, all the stragglers that you were, when you were tired and weary, and you did not fear God. Therefore it shall be, when the Lord your God has given you rest from your enemies all around, in the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess, as an inheritance, that you will blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven, you shall not, you shall not forget. So, yeah, you know, the Amorites, they, you know, the Israelites were coming out of Egypt. And they completely destroyed women, children, you know, anybody they could. But they were evil, you know. So, so the Lord promised this. Not that he's evil or that he doesn't judge, but... It was promised, you know, in, in Scripture. So, and also, Amalek is a uh, 
he sent him of Esau. Now Esau, now this has to do with the flesh, okay? Um, Esau gave his inheritance away for what? A ball of wounds. You know? And Amalek, it's the same thing here. You know what I mean? He's, there's nothing spiritual about the man. You know what I mean? So, Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have, have and do not spare them, but kill both men and women, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Now I kind of went ahead of myself, but this is what's happening now with, with the Lord through Samuel, the prophet, is telling Saul to do. You know what I mean? And it's not like, you know, um, the Lord needed Saul or any of his men you know to do this it was something that God alone could do you know I mean, it wasn't by Saul's power and I think also that's something that Saul doesn't realize you know what I mean you know basically the meat and potatoes of this chapter is pride, uh, disobedience, you know, and, and these these are the things like that, that we're going to talk about. You know, these are the things that that you need, you know, to have a personal relationship with our Lord. You know, it's not about religion. You know, it's not about like uh, serving. It's about listening and being obedient to the will of God. Now, I, I know this is, you know, an open study, but it's very applicable, applicable in our lives. And, you know, through reading through this, I've read through, you know, many times before, this is my life. You know, like I said, I don't want to make it personal, but what I found until your heart, you completely give your heart to the Lord, that you know you will be stuck. You know what I mean? And that's part of our flesh, our sin nature. We talk about it all the time. You know what I mean? Like you're all in. You know, like until you confront and kill the old man completely and become completely obedient to the word of God. This is a literal word. They're not stories. This isn't made up. This isn't, well, I'll, I'll just do this part of it and not that part of it. It doesn't work like that, and I can testify to that. I can testify to being half-hearted or not all in, and yet claiming to be a Christian man. You know, I don't know, this sounds a little cool, but I tell you what, it's, you know when you're a kid, God sees everything. He truly does. You know, he sees everything, and he knows our hearts. You know, so, you know, when we're alone, how are we carrying ourselves? 
You know what I mean? And, 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 and that we, or are we, you know, you know, honoring our wives, respecting our wives. You know, all, the, all these things like this, you know, and, and I believe that Saul completely missed the boat here. You know, he completely missed the boat here. You know, so four. So Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Talion, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. Now, there we go. They we're talking about, you know, the army, which I spoke about. You know, Saul had this mighty army that he thought that he was actually doing something. He was prideful, you know. Five, and Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, Go, depart, get down from among Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. And what we're talking about here is that the, uh, the Kenites, Moses, this is his father-in-law, this is, um, you know, the tribe, the Kenites, took Moses in, right? So they always had a good relationship and, you know, were kind to Moses. So here they're being spared. You see the Lord, you know, rewarding them or mercy, you know? So, and seven, and Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to, to Shah, which is east of Egypt. He also took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Okay. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the, and the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them, but everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. So here we go, we're talking about Saul, partial obedience, right? Partial obedience, his pride, okay? So, I mean, Agag, the name Agag, means flame, okay? Uh, so it, it's like our flesh. He's like our flesh, okay? Where, you know, they spared the good stuff. You know, we only give God half of our heart. I mentioned that earlier. You know, but we allow that flame, you know, that flame to kindle. And I don't know if, if you guys can relate to that. I lived a a long time like that, you know, not giving all of my heart, you know, and just holding on to them few little things. And every time that I choose, to, because of my selfishness or my pride or whatever, 
or I let that opportunity meet desire, the flame just went out of control again. You know, so so I mean, like I said, this is very applicable, you know, to, to what we're talking about. Saul's so so behavior, his attitude, you know, it, it's like our flesh, our sin nature. But nine, but Saul and the people spared a wagon and the best of the sheep and oxen and fattens and lambs, and all that was good. And were unwilling to utterly destroy them, but everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, Okay, that's the prophet Samuel, okay? I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me, and has not performed my commandments. And it grew Samuel. And he cried out to the Lord all night. Now, Samuel was a man, a prophet, who really cared for Saul. He really cared for Saul. And, you know, you know, so he's grieving. Not only did he break Samuel's heart, but he hurt the Lord first and foremost. And once again, I'm sure everybody can relate to that. You know what I mean? What's happening is it's t turning back, not following. You know what I mean? And th this is what you know, Saul was doing. You know, he was being completely disobedient. Okay, yeah. You know, okay, brethren, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel. 12. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul went to Carmel, and indeed he set up a monument for himself, and he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to, to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the, the commandment of the Lord. So what's happening here is the audacity of Saul. Okay, the audacity of Saul when Samuel comes to him, he's saying that he you know, performed you know, when he was told, you know, just the audacity that he's still in that mindset. You know what I mean? He, like I said, we said from the beginning, he did not adhere or hearken to the word of God, you know, to what's in this book. 
You know, I know I've learned the hard way not listening to this, not taking it seriously, you know. So. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? So what's going on is he's being approached, Saul's being approached by Samuel, and he's hearing, you know, the oxen, you know, and the sheep. And it's like, this is how, you know, how we are in our sin. You know what I mean? If you don't squash it, you know, if you don't put, put it to death, it's going to continue to make noise. I can say this, my personal experience has been, until you, and I've said this before on Friday nights, until we deal with the sin that is immediately in front of us, we're not going to be blessed. It's going to continue to pop up. It might go away. You know, you might think you've gotten away from it. But guess what? It's going to pop its words ugly head up once again. I used to always wonder, like, how come it's like I take two steps forward and one back constantly, you know? And it's not until, you know, I found out. We're talking about things like humility, obedience, you know, uh, you know, just losing your pride, completely surrendering and giving the heart to the Lord. You know, so really. Fifteen, and Saul said, "They have brought them from the Malachites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed." Now, there's a half-truth. But guess what? There is no half-truth. You know, do you, do you ever, um, like someone confronts you and you tell them, well, we did this, but you don't own up to the part you did. Or, you know, like partial disobedience is the same as, you know, disobedience. You know, there's no getting around it, you know. Uh, 16. Then Samuel said to Saul, Be quiet. Nobody's telling him, Shut up. You know, just shut up. And I, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, Speak on. So Samuel said, When you were a little were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did, and did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? So here we are. He's a big shot now. Right? He's totally forgotten, you know, where he's come from. And let me say this. That's, that's an insult to what we're talking about. He's totally turned his back on the Lord at this point. And here's the kicker. He knows it. He knows it. 
You know, he knows that he's being disobedient. He knows that he's being prideful. You know, he knows that he's doing things the way he wants to do them. You know, and now he's trying to pretend like, you know, uh, he's trying to blame other folks. You know, and he's using his, like, uh, his religion or religiosity, you know. And there's where that personal relationship comes in. Because if you have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, with our Lord, then you know that that's truly unacceptable. You know, if, if your heart is all, you know, completely given, you know exactly, you know, what's required of you. I think that's a part of what's going on in the world today. And it has been going on. You know, that gate is so narrow. People don't want to do the hard things. You know, people don't want to do the hard things. You know what I mean? They want to come to church on Sunday and carry on the rest of the week in the sin. It doesn't say that in this book. You know what I mean? It's completely mapped out, you know, on how we should, you know, how we should carry ourselves, how we should behave. You know, and then in the New Testament, Jesus Christ himself, right, comes, becomes man and, and walks it out and gives us that example. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Saul, at no point in this chapter whatsoever is he to be left off the hook. He's going to try to get himself off the hook as we go further. You know, but like, it's not going to happen. All right, 17. So Samuel said, no, we did that, I'm sorry. 18. Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? It's repeated in this chapter over and over again, the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. These words in black and white are the voice of the Lord. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, that the more that you surrender and just completely give in and fall in love with our Lord, you know, we have the Holy Spirit to battle, you know, to convict, right? And so I'm going to repeat 19. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down in the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. And going on a mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. He's contradicting himself here. He's saying, I brought back Agag. The Lord didn't tell him to do that. He told him to squash everybody. He told him to destroy everybody. Okay? See, the Lord, the Lord God He's the same today 
as he was yesterday, and the same, he's going to do the same tomorrow. There's a sovereignty to him. You know what I mean? He's not going to change up. He's not going to be any different. But the people took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. You know, the Lord doesn't want our sacrifice. He doesn't want our sacrifice. You know, he even went as far as to, like I said a minute ago, come down on this planet with us sinners, you know, to redeem us, to justify us, to give us a way out, you know, to make us whole, okay? He doesn't need our sacrifices or our offerings, you know. Right. 22, so Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? This is what it's all about. This is this whole chapter. Obeying. As in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. I just said that. I went ahead of myself a little bit. And to heed than the fat of the rams, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So when we say witchcraft, that's the same thing as idolatry. Okay? And so this is Saul to the max, and this is me to the max. Okay? And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. i tell you what. This is a lesson right here. Like I, this is my life. How many times have I completely turned my back? Or anyone who's listening, turned their back. And you know, the Lord continues, not just to like, you know, show us grace, but he comes running after us. He comes running after us and pulls us back time and time again. You know, um, 24, then Saul said to Samuel, you know, let, let me go back real quick. You know, there's a conviction and a consequence to everything that we do. You know, I think, you know, as a believer, you know, in the word, um, you know, for the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit, that conviction comes much quicker. And it's kind of like a, a moral compass or a, it, it monitors where we are or our, our relationship with the Lord. You know, so it, it stops us. But where Saul's at here, he's not trying to stop whatsoever. He's just moving forward. You know, and then and then there's a consequence for everything. You know, I was told that as a little kid. You know what I mean? Like, how could you expect like 
you know, we trust it in the small things. You know, God gives us small things to handle, right? You know, and then you saw he's got this huge army, he's the king, you know, so there's a consequence. Here's, here's God bringing him back in, you know, and also breaking God's heart. Just breaking his heart, you know. Stuck there. 24. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. Okay, so has anybody ever been caught doing something? And you'll sit there and say, No, I didn't do it. I didn't do that. And you have truths. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So that's Saul. Okay, that's Saul. But here he is now. He's busted. He's busted. So he's going to come clean. He's going to come clean. But I would say, too late. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice, placing blame on the people, right? I know I've people pleased before. I know I tried to satisfy other people. You know what I mean? And I know I threw a lot of people under the bus. You know what I mean? I've shamed the Lord many and many times. Even in my walk, I've had times of, of opportunities to, you know, to profess his name and, and to let people, you know, know about our Lord and Savior. And I dropped the ball. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin. Saul's asking for forgiveness and return with me that I may worship the Lord. Okay, he's being convicted. 26. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from, from being king over Israel. That's the second time that that came, came up, that he's been rejected. And Saul still, in his arrogance, thinks he can, you know, talk his way out of this or buy his way out of it. Let me tell you what, we come to church, God doesn't want the offering. You know, he doesn't want, like, you know, I'm the best servant, like, or, you know, I say it a million times. He wants us to be obedient. He wants us to be obedient to his word. This is how, you know, he speaks to us through his word. You know, um, he wants our heart, man. It's all about the heart. I say it all the time. It all begins with the heart. Where's your heart at? You know, I guess And as Samuel turned around to go away, Saul seized the edge of his robe and it tore. And how ironic is this? 28, so Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you, 
today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. I thought that was interesting. You know, the comparison there. You know, 29. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor relent, for he is not a man that he should should relent. Relent, when he's saying relent, we're talking about repent. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now, please, before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me that I may worship the Lord your God. 31. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul worshiped the Lord. I mean, at this point, it was already said and done. It was already said and done. The Lord had spoken to Samuel. You know, he was convicted. And he was just more or less playing along with him. You know what I mean? Saul was like trying every trick in the book to like get out of this mess that he, that he, that he created. You know, I, I believe that's the truth, that we're all given that choice to go down whatever path we're going to go down. Am I going to be obedient? Am I going to be faithful to my wife? You know, am I going to take drugs? Am I going to, you know, the Bible tells us all these things. You know, don't be drunk with wine, okay? Pharmakia, don't take drugs. You know, be faithful to our lives, one life. All these things are in stone. They're right in front of us. But our free choice, we do it what we will. You know, and I honestly, to my personal experience, has been, it gets worse and worse. It truly does. You know what I mean? It's like, you think that you're not being seen, or your sin's not going to be found out. Let me say this to you. If you're living in sin, and you have a partner or somebody else is holding on to your sin, they're just as guilty as you. Why do I know that? Because I love that. And it ate me alive. And it tore my life up. You know what I mean? So. Thirdly, then you say, I have sinned. I read this, we'll go back over. Yet I'm now pleased before the elders of my people. You know, the audacity, and before Israel, and return with me, that I may worship the Lord your God. 31. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul worshiped the Lord. 32. Then Samuel said, Bring Agog, king of the Amalekites, here to me. So Agog came to him cautiously, and Agog said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. He thought that he was being spared. You know, he thought that he was being spared. But Samuel said, as your sword has but Samuel said, as your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agag in pieces before the Lord 
in Gilgal. So, I mean, the Lord's, his work is always going to be accomplished. He doesn't need us. But, you know, I truly believe that this is such an applicable, you know, lesson here for us as so much of the word, word is, you know, that, you know, I mean, Saul wasn't seeing it. Okay, where are we at? 33. But Samuel said, I read that. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house at the goodbye good of Saul. And Samuel went no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Like I said, I just read my story. You know, um, there's so many valuable lessons that I think the Lord, you know, speaks to us and shows us in the Word of God, you know, that, you know, that either we, we, we follow or we don't follow, you know. Um, it reminds me of, I think it's in Mark, you know, Jesus says, and I'm paraphrasing, why do you call me teacher or why do you call me Lord when you don't say or do anything that I ask you to? You know what I mean? And this is, this is what's happening right here. You know, I think this is how I've lived a lot my life for a long, long time. You know, you know, and, and the Lord, there's so many people that have opportunities to, you know, to get that personal relationship with, you know, with our Lord. You know, you come into the kingdom, you know, to, to, to fellowship with, with our Lord, you know, to love, you know, his, you know, and just to serve the Lord in any capacity, and we choose not to because you know we want we want to do our thing. You know, I think from the very beginning, you know, the, the people of Israel they they cried and begged for a king, and they got one. And the Lord taught a valuable lesson here through Saul. You know. You know, we think our sin doesn't hurt people. But look at Samuel. He was a true man of God whose heart was crushed because of this. Right? And I look at so many people, you know, that I know that everyone sitting here or anybody out there can relate to. You know, through this sin and selfishness and disobedience, pride, lack of humility, however you want to put it. We hurt people. We just continue to hurt people and hurt people, and we don't see it because we have them blinders on. You know, but what I think what happened to me and has to happen is that brokenness, that brokenness that, that you know, you just realize how I've offended our Lord, how much I need a Savior. You know, the more that, you know, see, the older I get, I, 
I think that I'm a, I'm a, the realization of how much I need Jesus Christ more and more. And I mean that I, I can't live without him. And that sounds corny. I thought I would never ever say anything like that. But it's the truth, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's a sad story, really. It's a very sad story, you know. But, um, and I relate, I relate this whole thing, and, you know, I come from an addictions background, you know. So I relate this whole thing to that, you know, something that's held me back. All of my life. There's something that, you know, I've battled with all my life. You know, and, and forgive me, guys, everybody out there. I, this isn't about me. You know, this is the word of God right here. You know, speaking through Samuel and, and showing us, you know, the, the sadness and what happens when we're disobedient. You know, when we're, when we're prideful. You know, half measures. They say that in that other, you know, half measures. It's not a half measures. It's disobedience. You know, it's pridefulness. It's self-worship. It's idolatry. You know? So, with that, you know, I'll end, but, uh, you know, we'll tell me to do anything I want to do, and I, I can relate to this. You know, so I hope you guys got something out of it, you know, this evening. And once again, please keep uh, Pastor Will in prayer, his family, and any, anyone else who's not feeling well or sick. I know Oliver and his wife are they're getting ready to have their baby real soon. You know, there's just a lot of things going on in our church and, and just all over. Look what's going on out in the world. Let's bunker down. You know, but so anyway, um, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this time together, Lord, in your world, Lord. Lord, I hope that, you know, that uh, somebody got something out of this, Lord, that your word touched somebody, Lord, that they hearken to your word, Lord, that they, that they would take heed to your word, Lord. That they will walk it out, Lord, in obedience, Lord. To, that, that we would die ourselves there, Lord. To live for you, Lord. To praise you, Lord. To have fellowship with you, Lord. Lord, I know that you just want good for us, Lord. And, and you are love, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, for who you are, Lord. Thanks, you know, everyone that came out tonight, Lord, and uh, the folks, you know, on Facebook, Lord, we just, you know, ask that you bless everybody, and uh, we ask for a good rest of the week, Lord, uh, safe, safety, and work, and just encourage us, Lord, in your word, Lord, feed, continue to feed us the truth, Lord, help us to walk in the spirit, Lord, in your obedience, Lord. It's in your name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior's name, we pray. Amen.